Hello, and welcome to the Rainy Night Radio. I hope right now you're relaxed and comfortable, maybe lying down in bed or sitting by a nicely lit fire, hopefully surrounding by a good company, but if you're by yourself, that's completely fine. I hope this podcast captures at least some of the comfort and relaxation of a cozy rainy night. These thoughts slowly drop down like raindrops that patter softly on your window during one of those thunderstorms at night. In a world where you're so often flooded with thoughts, worries, responsibilities, all of that mush, life seems to just flow by before you know it. Or, well, I find that for myself at least. And during these strange, unusual times, I find that all the greater. I therefore hope for these few moments I can slow time down for you just a little. Maybe break that, like, built-in responsive thinking to the stress and stimuli of life I find myself caught up in all the time. I hope this podcast allows you to ponder some weird, like, unknowns and some bigger pictures of life but more it's just to break things down just have a good time relax a little let your thoughts brew and ferment um if it brings some additional joy to your life that would make me very happy and if it bores you feel free to turn it off at any time Tonight's topic, in fact, is boredom, and I can assure you it will be very interesting. We will look at how boredom isn't really such a bad thing as many people think it is, different people's views on boredom, as well as how to deal with it and how to come to terms with the negative feelings that boredom may bring about. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Rainy Night Radio.
have a very special guest on the Rain Night Radio, the school co-head of the philosophy club, one of my greatest friends, and a very interesting man, if I do say so myself, Dash will be rhetorical. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. So yeah. great to be here. It's great to have you here. You know, right here, Dash and I, hanging out. It's a, it's a bit of a rainy night, wouldn't you say? It's like starting to drizzle a little. It's yeah. kind of the perfect time to do this because it's been raining the past few days. And it's a night. And it's, it's a night, indeed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so today's topic, of course, is boredom. I picked it specifically for guest Dash. He's thank a pretty you, boring guy. You. I'm yeah. kidding. Um, so really, you came here and you really suggested me the boredom topic. And can you just speak a little bit about what initially made you think of that? Yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've talked about it before, you and I. Um, but I think it's really interesting to think about how in the, in the digital age, you know, people are so, there's always like, you can always just go on your phone and there's something to entertain you and people just don't allow themselves to get bored anymore. And yeah, that's so true. And you can really just see that walking on a train or a bus or literally just walking down the street, um, especially in New York city, like you see people just needing that, like. That, that that hit of dopamine. That hit of dopamine that's provided by like that square, or maybe a rectangle that's literally right in your pocket, about to give you that dosage anytime you need it. That's what scares me a bit. How accessible it is to take yeah. that hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that drug in your that's always in your pocket, and you feel no shame in doing in front of everyone in front of you. Yeah, and you know. You can use it 24-7. Instead of going to sleep, you can just sort of go on your phone and just mm -hmm. avoid the inside of your eyelid. That's so true. And you know, when I started thinking about boredom, I looked into it. And you know, what I found so interesting when I first began looking around is boredom, I always think of such a negative thing. Uh, I always have such negative connotations with boredom, like sitting in a classroom, wanting to rip my eyes out, um, like, or sitting on the train. Maybe, like, even when I'm scrolling through my phone on the train, there's such boredom there and just, like, such a negative feeling. But when I began to look into it and hear people speak more about it, I came to learn that boredom itself is by no degrees some negative emotion yeah boredom yeah. is just linked to all these other negative emotions anxiety depression fear um all these stuff that's like hiding within you and when you have that stillness that comes with boredom the bad thing isn't like the real stillness but it's like what's linked with that you know what i mean yeah. i mean like i think at least for me boredom is like deeply linked with creativity i think people wouldn't be creative if they were never bored like i i write and i i paint and i draw and i think all of the ideas for that come from me being bored and just thinking i agree with that 100 percent. like people have done studies on this how being bored actually makes you a lot more creative um and then also just thinking back personally when I was in my childhood like really young days I remember so many bored times like um sitting in class on the toilet even you know just thinking about all this stuff and like so many creative things as a kid 
and now I like see myself going on my phone for those like times doing all this stuff that's just depriving me of that creative energy. Yeah. And I find it kind of saddening. I don't know if it's the same for no, you. I, I totally feel the same way. It, it sort of it it sucks away your ability to 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 do things, to have s- such access to so much. Uh-huh. I agree 100%. Um And going into certain beliefs about boredom, I don't know if you've heard this, but in Buddhism, they actually believe that boredom is like a magical time. Like just what you were saying about being creative. In Buddhism, they see it as like one of the most magical times possible because Buddhism's really linked to meditation, which I think we'll talk about later, I'm assuming. Um, Because meditation is really the most boring thing if you think about it it's literally sitting listening to your breath like when you think about that that sounds like one of the most boring things possible um so for buddhism they think boredom is like one of the greatest opportunities to really like really accept the stillness you have um which i find like really interesting in contrast to western culture right, where right. it's like you've got to be productive you know what i mean like even when i'm on the train i'll be like oh my time like i'm slowly dying i gotta work in every minute i can to my time listen to music i gotta be responding to emails i gotta be looking at my schedule planning out my whole day like that's just a whole capitalism yeah, feels involved like, in that yeah it feels like there's so little time i always feel that like pressure of of running out of time of of deadlines pushing in but like letting yourself sit still and be bored it feels like time almost stretches out in that moment that's so true you can really feel and especially like those summers when you were younger you know and you wouldn't have your phone on you all the time you wouldn't have stuff you were doing constantly I'm so nostalgic for those times when you really had to figure things out on your own, like find ways to entertain yourself with all your friends or even just by yourself, you know what I mean? Those were some of the most magical summers of all when you weren't doing anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where where that play comes from in children is that they, they have time to not be doing other things and so they can play. And that's kind of an essential thing. Mm-hmm. And so, going back to Buddhism, of, of course we have to return back to Buddhism, because I find Buddhist views on everything to be really interesting, but boredom I found to, like, be one of the most eye-opening, if you know what I mean, um, because they talked about how every single thing you do in your life is categorized into one of three categories. Um, it's either categorized as pleasurable not pleasurable like painful or negative or just kind of neutral um you know it's like always put into one of the three by your body um or mind um and it's you have an addiction just like one would have addiction to drugs to these certain chemicals that like would come up by like the pleasures of life so say you become addicted to those and in buddhist belief just like you might, for example, stop an addiction to heroin, <laughs> like in Western right, belief, yeah. because you don't want to die. In Buddhist belief, you stop your addiction to, let's say, going on your phone constantly, to having to fulfill, to having to like fill the emptiness that is boredom, having to like 
have that dopamine. You need to, like, rid yourself of the need to have that dopamine in order to, like, no longer be so addicted. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is an addiction. It really is. It is an addiction. Um, And that's one thing that, like, shocked me yesterday. I'm like, wow. Like, thinking of boredom and, like, what I do to handle boredom as a response to an addiction inside of me, I find that, like, shocking. Yeah, and it's, it's like, the same thing where people can't sit in silence anymore, you know? Very true. Like, you always have to have music playing, or, like, every silence is perceived as awkward if no one's talking. True. But, you know? That's one thing I've actually really struggled with in the past, but recently I've, like, started to think... I don't need to fill the silence. You know what I mean? Like, people perceive silence as awkward. I'm fine just sitting there in the silence, even if someone else is there, just, like, feeling it. You know what I yeah. mean? You, um, like, it's become a custom to always fill the silence or it's some awkward, weird thing. Yeah, but it's nice to be, like, just with other people and, and, and quiet sometimes. That's very true. Um, so going back... I'm seeing now, it's emotional tone. That's what they think of it in Buddhism. Like, everything, it's called, like, emotional tone. Um, what does that like mean? Like, all the, all the different feelings you feel, like, all the different, like, dopamine shots of life. It's, like, a certain tone, like, just, like, really strong red, like, light red, blank, like, brown. It's kind of, like, in that same way, just, like, a color tone. That's how, like, things are kind of categorized in terms of, like, if you're getting the pleasure off of them. Mm. You know what I mean? So so you're saying, like, boredom is a specific color? Or? Yeah, exactly. That's how I think they view it from what I've seen. It's, like, a certain, like, more blank tone. Um, it It's neither a pot—boredom is what's neither, like, positive, giving you the, like, shock of dopamine— or causing you pain at the same time, it's completely in the center of that. It's neither positive or negative, so to speak. Right. Um, that's interesting. It's, um, that's, I feel like that is how most people view it, as either that or negative. But I think, I think it's kind of, it's positive in a way. Though I guess mm-hmm. the positive they're referring to is more almost hedonism, like pleasurable, not necessarily positive. Yeah. Yeah, it is pleasurable. Um... And also, I found you don't have to fulfill that, like, space. You know what we've said? The more you stop filling the space and coming to terms with boredom, the less you feed into the addiction, and the closer you get to that magical state of, like, realizing you don't have to, like, fill that time. You have a lot of time in your life. You don't have to fill every moment with doing something. You have to, like, let yourself have time to space out, to think about all of these things, to really ponder things. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people view, like, life as as just a, a span of time where you have to keep yourself from thinking about your mortality between now and when you die. And it's just sort of about feeling that time with mindless things but but yeah sort of I, I you agree. have to let yourself enjoy the time itself 
Beautifully put. I love that dash. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So now to talk more about the cures for boredom. I feel like the first cure, as we've talked about, is just really saying, okay, I, I understand that I'm bored right now. I understand, sh- sure, sure, it might be an unpleasant feeling that I'm feeling, but that's my body's response to lacking dopamine. It's yeah. not, it's not, the th- nothing is inherently boring. There's no boring things in this world. It's that you're sick of it just like a drug. It's just like you get bored of a task when you do it for a certain amount of time. That's just like if you take a certain drug for a certain amount of time, you begin to get used to it and you need larger doses. Yeah. It's like if you're playing a mobile game, for example, and you start playing it when you first play, it's so fun. You're like playing it possibly for hours. Or maybe that was just me, especially as younger. And then you get on and you get playing... And then all of a sudden they're like, spend money, spend a dollar in this game, and you get a hundred diamonds. And you're like, well, this game's becoming boring now, so I gotta spice things up, or I gotta buy the full version of the game. Right, yeah. You're no longer fulfilled by the same drug, which is the first initial part, the everyday playing of the game. So now you need this stronger dosage of the heroin of the game. Yeah, because what most people think of as being bored isn't being bored. It's being, it's it's a craving for more pleasure, for more hits of something to fill your mind with nonsense. Exactly. And that really messed with me the other day when I was looking at this, because I was like, wow, everything, every joy that I aim for in life is really just a drug addiction. Like, I'm really addicted to the drugs of... I'm addicted to the drugs of the human body, and I seek them out, and I... I obtain... I, it's like I'm just going for more doses of some really strong drug, um, and that's, like, what I'm seeking out in life. Yeah, and, I um, mean, yeah, you, you can get addicted to anything that is pleasurable, and so you need to, like, everything in moderation. Not just, um, people say that about, like, drugs specifically, or, like, but, but it's, it's really anything that you derive joy from. It can, too much can be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to, you know, with boredom, how boredom is also linked to negative emotions, all that stuff. That's why people who have drug addictions in the past... That's why boredom can be so dangerous to them because that's like they lack the dopamine shots that they normally would get with certain things. Yeah, and, and then they're with they're getting no dopamine from anything when they're bored. And then they look and they see something in the past that worked really well at giving them that. They like for example you had to go to rehab for alcohol. You look right on the shelf, you see a big bottle of vodka right there. You know you can get that dopamine right away. And not only do you crave it from knowing, having that addiction in the past, you also just crave dopamine in general, not just in that form of the specific drug. And and that's like many people say or acknowledge, that's like one of the, the leading causes of the opioid epidemic is that all these people kind of in the Midwest, in the Midwest just have nothing to do. And so they're like, oh, I'll just do drugs. It's very true. Um, I'll just get addicted. Because what else would I be doing? Um, 
Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I was just gonna say, going back how, like, the negative emotions arise from boredom. Um, and also going back to the Buddhism discussion we were having before. In Buddhism, they think the best cure to boredom is taking time to break down why it's such a painful thing. Because they believe that when you're bored, it's often... Sure, there's the effect of, like, you have the lack of stimuli in your life. But it's also, like, when it's really bad, like, when you're in class, like... Or by the doctor, or, like, um, waiting for a plane, and you're feeling really bad, really bored, I find it's often tied into some other thing in your life. And just the silence, um, the lack of stimuli, it's just not distracting you from that thing and it's very in your mind because there's nothing to prevent you from that and often when you're bored you go on your phone you do something that's also to escape that problem you have that's biting at you and is ever present when you have nothing else to distract you so in buddhism they think you should break it down like really take 10 minutes five minutes even Just think about what is really causing you to feel such negative emotions and why this boredom is so awful. Yeah. Well put. Thank you. Um, And I think that's kind of why meditation is such a big thing and why it's also like many people who were addicted to drugs and and no longer meditate is because they have to find ways to come to terms with that boredom. Welcome back to the Rainy Night Radio. I apologize for the relocation, but... For the drop in audio quality? Maybe in future recordings we will not record Rainy Night Radio during an actual rainy night. Too wet. Too wet, indeed. Um, so, one quote that I love about boredom and about how to pace yourself with boredom. Uh, I watched this video the other guy- day where this like guy was talking about this. He says, handling boredom is learning how to pause while moving and learning how to move while pausing. What do you think of that quote, Dash? I mean, it's, it's a little bit... It's interesting. Um, it's it's not exactly the clearest of quotes, but I, I think the, the general meaning is pretty clear. Yeah. So, to me, when see it as, um, and speaking about it a bit with you, um, I see it really as, like, you have to know when to stop, how, when to, like, when you're so stressed out, you need to know how to take a moment to pause, really reflect that's uh, learning how to pause while moving. And the learning how to move while pausing is making it more of a thing throughout your whole life, not just in the moment of extreme stress. Learning how to like live your life while pacing yourself effectively when you need to. And while, while taking time. While taking time, indeed. Um, this podcast really has been a lot about taking time. Like, not just... Not, like, realizing that time is meant to be somewhat wasted. You know what I mean? Like, wasting time isn't sitting on the train thinking to yourself. 
wasting time is being on your phone for like 30, well, actually, I won't say anything's wasting time, but more of a negative use of time is what you think of as efficiently using time. Being on your phone, um, like writing emails or something. Yeah, just, just filling that little gap. Filling that little gap. Um, and also, you have to be curious. You know what I mean? During those gaps, you have to do something interesting. You need to think. The Buddhist cure to boredom is curiosity. When you reach that point where you think, oh, I'm so bored, what am I doing right now? Look inside yourself, see what's the negative association with the boredom, but also just look around you and just see like, why am I bored? There's always something that's um, intriguing that's around you, even in the most boring moments. A book might seem so boring to you, but if you really look at it a certain way, it's so interesting and you've really just like, it's not hitting the same way another certain drug would. You know what I sure. mean? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, even daydreaming, I think, isn't a negative use of your time. Like, it's, it's, isn't a negative way to fill that boredom. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's better, it's not addictive in that same way. It's like, it, it's, it's a kind of meditation. And I found when I've been daydreaming in the past, that's some of my most creative moments. That's some of my most productive moments in a lot of ways, which is really contrary to the belief that you've got to do something. Every moment, you can't be spacing off. You can't be spacing off during work. Capitalism's happening. You have yeah. to be hammering in those nails constantly. You have to, you have to be meet a, a your quotia. You have to be your cod in the machine. Um... It caught in the machine, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, but, but I feel... I used to daydream a lot. We, were, we used to daydream a lot when we were younger. Mm -hmm. But now there's, there's a guilt associated with that. Because exactly. Of that. Exactly. As you go on, you're like, what am I doing? Like, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my precious time in physics class where I'll need to know information or I'll fail a test and my life will be screwed up. And when you really think of that, like, well, first of all, sure. Sure, there's some negative effects of that. But is that really going to be what screws you over in physics? No, it's your lazy ass not studying ever or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of ways to make up for daydreaming. Um, and then also, um, like, take that time. Enjoy your time every once in a while. You'll survive physics class. You know, it might mean a lot, but it's not everything. It's, it's yeah, it's not where your life starts or ends. Uh, and you know, there are there are textbooks, there are online materials. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you feel you need to take a moment, even in a class, that's that's not a bad thing to do. And also, I feel like with daydreaming, daydreaming comes like subconsciously it's almost as if your mind or body is asking you yourself saying i need this moment i i'm being deprived of creativity of accepting the boredom all day i need the time to really just think for myself be curious be open let my thoughts run wild it's your brain almost 
asking to be freed of the cage of your daily cycle yeah, and really just wander. I think that's beautiful to think about. Yeah, and and you know, back to meditation, it, it is a, a a type of that. You know, meditation is a type of that. Um, one of the quotes I really love. I've heard a goal to combat boredom is reaching a state of contentment in which one is soothed and at peace with long stretches of stillness. Meditation, that's, that's all quote. And meditation um, helps train oneself to accept the lack of stimuli. And once they reach the state, they accept the lack of stimuli. The need, like, they no longer really need that drug. That, oh, that's um, interesting. So you're saying, like, once you've sort of attained that, once you're not feeling that painful boredom, you don't need to meditate. It's like the exactly. meditation is a means to an end. Exactly. Like, when you reach that point in which you're content with having no stimuli, you, you've broken the chains of addiction. Or, but, yeah, and in a sense, you're, you're sort of constantly feeling that, that positive energy of meditating. Mm-hmm. You no longer deeply yearn for that stimulation, um, for the tension of stimulation, and instead you yearn for the stillness. Right, right. I think that's beautiful that to think beautiful. about. You know what I mean? Like how you can really reach a point where anything has like such true value to you. Like that's what I really think about is like being in the present moment, accepting everything that's really happening, seeing everything as beautiful, as having potential, as having potence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so... For meditation, to combat boredom, to really reach that state of mind, um, because meditation really trains you to be content with boredom, because meditation is literally listening to your breath, like doing nothing. It's almost like sleeping, but while awake, which it sounds like the most boring thing possible. Yeah, and, and, sorry. No, um, go ahead. Um, yeah, it's like letting letting your thoughts come and then just letting them go instead of fixating on every little notion that comes into your mind you sort of oh there was i have to write a paper by monday or oh i have to do this or that it's it's just let those thoughts come and i'll deal with it later i'm meditating exactly um and for me it's actually really helped break down the anxiety that i've had um you know in buddhism there's Multiple types of meditation. Two main ones are Samatha and Vipassana. Um, I don't really know. Okay, so pretty much Samatha is like quieting one's mind. That's what focus is on. It's not about getting your problems. It's not bringing yourself of your problems, breaking down the anxiety, depression. It's really reaching that state of peace. Um, and it's... That's it, stillness. Right? Stillness, exactly. It implements accounting to one's breaths. You go like five or ten, then you start again. It's just like really counting your breath, feeling that rhythm. Um, and it's really for calming an overactive mind. Um, it's not about clearing your mind. It's about like calming your current mind. Like is, um, that, is, is the, um, the seven deep breaths exercise, is that a kind of that? or Some degree of that. Um, Dash is referring to in our improv class we take. We have this seven deep breaths practice where we take seven deep breaths, think about how it feels all throughout us um, in every point of the body, I guess, and like yeah. 
feel a deep state of calm. Shout out Henry Kandel. Henry Kandel, our physics teacher and comedy guru. And uh, just meditation expert. Meditation expert. Um, <laughs> I find it amazing how that whole family can lucid dream every night, too. Yeah, I, I, I would love to learn to do that. It shows you the power of a truly enlightened mind. <laughs> and sort of kook, but we love it. <laughs> well, going back to it, um, some of the meditation, it's concept-based rather than reality-based. Which um, is very different than Vipassana meditation. So Vipassana, that's like what people think of usually, right? Vipassana meditation is what I really do. That's my favorite meditation. It's more of a standard meditation, so to speak. Um, I find it'd be more effective. So like with Vipassana meditation, you're like, um, it's reality-based. You're feeling it's really sensory based and it's really about what you're feeling at that moment with samatha meditation it's more about the concept of counting your breaths it's not about feeling your breaths it's about understanding your breathing it's about knowing you're counting you're knowing that time is flowing by and you're slowly like counting your breath i don't know if that makes sense so what do you what do you do in the meditation itself you close your eyes, um, you take a deep breath. One, in your head. Two, and you just count all the way to 10 in your head, and then you go back to one. And that is great for breaking the like real productivity. The loop of it, I find, instead of going up all the way to like 121 or some ridiculous number, that's just like the endlessness of it is what really creates a stillness and it's really like there's nowhere you're trying to go with it. Like there's no end point. You find that end point for yourself. It's not about how many you can pu- it's not like 10 sets of push-ups, like 10 squats and then you like do see how many sets of that you can do. It's about how many you really need um and just, like, understand... It's an endless loop for as long as you right. need it. Right. It's setting that time to really reach that state of calm and doing nothing. So in a lot of ways, Samatha meditation is just boredom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, moving back to Vipassana meditation, which is the main one I really do. Um, I'll talk more about what I really do later, and I bet you'd love to share what you do for meditation. I'm not sure how much you meditate, but... I, d- I don't meditate much. I guess... Really? I don't know that you could call it meditation. I do things almost like that. But well, listening to music at times can be very similar to meditation. Um, just slowing time down, listening to your thoughts. Um, rap, new, rap music, not so much, but, like, some yeah, calming it's hard classical to do music. Lyrical music, but, like, jazz or, or rap. Jazz or rap. Not um, rap. Jazz or classical. <laughs> well, some slow rap, I think, for sure. Yeah, so um, it's really just about occupying your mind with music enough that you're not thinking a lot and you're able to like sit back. Yeah. Um, so vipassana meditation, focusing on ridding one's mind of impurities or defilements. Um, and here's one quote I found that it will allow you to see yourself others reality in your past with more clarity and ultimately come to terms with it 
So it's really reflection-based meditation. It's really about, um, you know how I said it's sensory, like um, you're really feeling things. It's not just physical senses, it's like mental senses, feelings, um, coming to terms with your past and present. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting stuff. It's interesting, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I don't even, I, I, I'm not sure I totally, I don't think I've ever felt that. Um, that kind of meditation. Yeah, it's about non-judgmental observation. It's like feeling, it's like you take deep breath in, deep breath out. It's like um, the seven deep breath practice, as you were saying before, that's a Vipassana meditation because you're feeling like senses all throughout your body, like ways like relax your arms, like feel what it's like to relax your arms, yeah. to relax your legs. Or, or, or feeling like, like that other exercise we do in that class where we just feel our whole body. We like mm-hmm. go through each part of our body and we just, we feel every sense we're feeling in that. Exactly. Body. And that's really what Vipassana is. And through that, you're kind about. of understanding your body and understanding your emotions too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's more about, um, focusing on physical reality, like you're saying, than about your breaths manifesting, which is Samatha meditation. That's like the manifestation of your breaths. So with this, it's about, um, like you were saying, your abdomen rising or falling, air growing out your, it's going out your nostrils. Um, we're observing moment to moment the level of your senses or thoughts Noticing your stress, noticing joy, pain, association with feeling. You know what I mean? If you're feeling really happy, um, breaking that down, seeing what's causing you that joy. And with the opposite, what's causing you the stress? Sure, you might have a paper, but it might be deeper than that. Maybe you're having problems with your family. Maybe you're having problems with your future in general. And that paper scares you because you think, oh, sure, I have this paper I have to write, but what about beyond that? What if I get too overwhelmed in the future? What if I get more papers like this? What if, what if I'm in over my head? What if I can't handle that? But exactly. It's, it's, you need to kind of... Um, and it's a better choice of meditation for dealing with depression or harmful states of minds. Um, for that very reason, you're breaking down your different negative emotions or positive um, and when you break them down, it really helps you come to terms with them. And they, and they, they feel less, they feel less impending. They feel less large looms. Exactly. Um, I've actually had a really cool experience with Vipassana meditation. I didn't actually aim to do Vipassana meditation specifically, but for me, I really try and do a sound-based meditation where what I really do, I just sit against a wall I like have my hands, I can have them on my lap. I like to have them held by my chest just to like keep a somewhat strict posture, um, like to just be really upright and ready, but also like somewhat relaxed. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Um, I have like my hands cupped below my chest um, to the gr- degree I'm like not fully sulking down, but like upright. So yeah. I like really feel it. And I just really listen to the sound around me and try and think... I don't follow the sounds. I just listen to the sounds. You just sort of feel what they feel like. Uh-huh. Reverberations. Exactly. Um, and sounds, like, relate to energy. Um, 
or I'm not sure if you believe in this, but to me, I feel like I can feel a real energy with um, sounds, with heat, with the feeling, um, like your back against a wall, um, and you like, or your legs on a chair, and you, you feel a lot of gratitude, I found in meditation, for the simple things. Like, in life, you're thinking, a lot of the time, at least for me, gratitude is really different when you're meditating than when you're not. Because I feel like when I'm not, it's, gratitude's like something where it's like an obligation, where you're like, I should feel grateful it's, for it's, this. It's almost like guilt. Guilt, exactly. When you're meditating, it's the simple things you're grateful for. I find a lot of gratitude for my family, but I also find gratitude, for example, for the chair right beneath me, making it so I don't have to sit on like a stone ground, like simple comforts. Yeah, for, for, for the body and for the world. For the body and for the world, nicely put. Um, so as I was saying, like, I just listen to the sounds really like reach the point I'm aiming for, which is just like, well, I never try and end my meditation. That's one thing I found interesting. Because when I first started meditating, so I thought, how do, how do they come which to I close? end, they find a way themselves to come to a close, which I think is really cool. Like, at one point, my eyes will just open up, and I'll know it's the end of my meditation. That's, that's amazing. It is pretty cool, right? Um, and whenever I finish a meditation, the one exception of the time I was just way too tired and fell asleep instantly afterwards... I feel very at peace. Well, I guess when I went to sleep, I was very at peace, but um, a different degree to the point where I just conked out. I had like four hours of sleep the last night, so I was stressed, tried to meditate, but ended up falling asleep after my meditation. Otherwise, I feel like um, I'm in like a weird, airy, almost kind of drugged state with like happiness. Um, I actually find I no longer really need, um, like, my phone or those other desires because there's not anything I'm really trying to be escaping um, because I find contentment, contentment with, like, the problems I have, and I don't need to avoid them. I've kind of looked at them head-on, um, and I've also really reached, like, a state where I find I'm very understanding and accepting of what's around me. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I, I, I to a degree, but not, not to that level. Um, and one of the, do you mind if I share another experience? No, go for, it, um, go for it, I'm loving listening. Thank you. Um, one time I was meditating, and this is one of the most magical experiences ever I've had. Um, and one of the reasons why I have a lot of respect for Buddhism, um, because I find Buddhism, sure, like other religions, claim to have some symbolic figure, but use it, like, I've seen Buddhist meditation at work, you know what I mean? Like, meditation's like a Buddhist custom, I believe, or like something people use to obtain enlightenment. I've seen how powerful that can be. It's not like I associate something with being like God in my life. It's like I physically see what meditation does for me, and I'm not sure with Buddhist religion if there really is some, like, Buddhist god. I'm not sure if there's a reincarnation or afterlife or any of that stuff. That's not what appeals to me so much about it. It's that I can really see, like, the cure to all of these things. Like, meditation really has cured so many negative emotions I've had before. The view on boredom has helped me actually really realize how negatively I'm impacting my life by trying to quench the thirst for stimulation 
to stop that boredom that I have. Like, um, the way it's really helped me rethink my life has helped a lot. Like, in even minor ways, you know what I mean? Um, so when I was meditating one time, going back to my story, I kind of got mm-hmm. sidetracked there a little. Um, so I finished meditating. I, I started meditating um, that night day when I was like in a pretty bad mental state just like feeling really shitty about myself um about the world in general just um so much negative emotions um lots of discomfort so I started meditating um I went for like 25 30 minutes which was a while but also I have no sense of time when meditating um so I like go through my initial meditation and for my initial meditation, I'm, I'm not really, like, trying to break down, like, certain stuff that I have in my life. Um, the negative feelings I have, like, in the past meditation. I kind of just, like, listen to the sound, like I said, like... But sometimes, in the silence, the things I'm fearing, the things that I'm, like, brushing away, um... Like, all the things I'm avoiding come out, you know what I mean? So... Yeah. That's really something, but at the time, that didn't happen in my initial meditation. Sometimes that does. This time it didn't. Um, I just finished feeling really relaxed, and then I just sat down for a minute, and I felt no need to get up. I just sat there for, like, 15 minutes and just thought, and I had no thought of needing to get up. I look at the window. Everything's pink outside. It's like my eyes had been adjusted... Um, it was, like, so beautiful. I saw everything was, had, like, a pink tint to it. Um, and I, like, looked around. It was just, like, everything had such beauty to it. I just sat there. And in my mind, I presented... I, I broke down every negative emotion I was feeling, found the cause to it, and really, like, saw it, like, grabbed it. Wow. And, like, crushed it. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, I found what the root of each negative emotion was and I broke it down and right after that I worked out right away because part of my thing was procrastinating working out in the morning because I hate that I did that right away and I went and got breakfast I started writing did my writing right away I normally procrastinate that stuff for hours I normally will go on my phone I'll normally like do all that stuff but I just did everything right away because I was like if I don't do this I'll be bringing about that negative emotion. I just, I just like saw, I saw the problem. I realized why I'm feeling so bad. It's because of this procrastination. I need to do something about it. For me, that's really like a magical experience because for the whole day, I was just in a state of complete calm too. And I don't know. I just was so much more happy, appreciative, um... It was, like, one of the most magical experiences I've had. It's like you're on a drug. Like, honestly, the same sort of, like, buzz of happiness is, like, to that same degree. And I know I've droned on for quite a while with this story. Not um, at all. Would you like to say anything you have about meditation you've been thinking about? I mean... I'm not sure. I, I don't really meditate that much myself. But I think it's it's something I've always felt I should do more, um, and it, it's. It, but I feel like I do things almost like it that are not necessarily 
called meditation, but of sort of taking moments of just kind of pausing, of feeling everything in my body, of like, whenever I'm feeling very stressed, of just like stopping and, and thinking through everything that's stressing me out, and then sort of thinking through why it's stressing me out, and just sort of allowing those thoughts to kind of lessen under their own, I don't know, insignificance. Mm-hmm. And that actually sounds a lot like Vipassana meditation. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if you're not meditating directly, you're taking the time to feel your feelings, feel your emotions, physical, mental. I don't know how physical, but like taking the time to break the stuff down in your mind, finding the root of it and crushing it. Like I was saying with my own experience, I feel like you're saying you experienced that too. Yeah. yeah. Which um, yeah, people have like a, at least I do. I have a, I have a constant stream of like thoughts of just like, I'm always just saying things in my head, you know, mm-hmm. and it's sort of, it you got to stop and, for a moment, just not say anything, and and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I also find anger. I deal with anger a lot better, rather annoyance after meditation. I come to terms with that a lot better. Or taking the moment to um, really think about stuff because when I'm in the flow of life, annoying things, I'll just have the reaction, like, bite back at them. Like, my brother does something annoying. I get angry right away. Uh, someone drops something accidentally. I get so pissed. Or, like, something like that. Um, they don't deserve that. You know what I mean? Like, anger is not someone else's problem. That's your own problem in a lot of ways. Like, learning to contain that is something beautiful, I think. Yeah. Um, and I find meditation really helps you do that because you see that anger really lies in yourself. It doesn't lie in the cause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing I've heard... You know, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like from Midnight Gospel. One thing they've said before that I've really loved, um, quoting this Buddhist figure, anger is like a wild animal. And what you should do is you should sit and watch it, but you shouldn't react to it. Hmm, hmm. You sort of, you don't, you don't, like, approach it. You, you kind of... You're you not... Don't, you don't approach it. You kind of just, like... You let it go by. You don't, like, stop it and try to fight it. Or exactly. It or... Yeah. That's a, that's a good way of looking at it. I think you, you can get bogged down in anger. And um, it's sort of... It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anyone any favors. And what else is problematic about anger is you really... I find a lot of people think... Anger is the fault of whatever made me angry. I deserve to be angry. Um, anger is just a natural effect to this. And sure, that's true to some degree, but you really have to look in yourself. Um, anger is a choice. It isn't a reaction. Um, you might feel like the need, or sorry, the expression of anger more is a choice. Um, and also, to some degree, anger itself, because I find like, one can really break it down if they really try to. It can be really hard, but when you're feeling that negative emotion, annoyance, anger, you can really handle it if you have the willpower to prevent it. Yeah, I mean, 
this is a little tangential, but it feels kind of related. Like like we were saying before, when we were talking, like the the like we I enjoy like the only people I do not enjoy being around are people who bring negative energy or so you know if you're not there is nothing to that like is worth being angry about it's 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 always better for you to to be positive even even in i don't know maybe we cut that part no i agree completely i think that's a really good point um negativity stat Negativity stems in yourself and in other people. Um, it's sort of like a magnet. It will attract when you come in all negative. I will gain your negativity, like all your negative emotion. It will become part of me too. Yeah. Um, same thing with the anger. Someone annoys you. They're sending like um, maybe unintentionally sending certain stimuli your way. Um, and then you're taking it, and now it sticks to you, and now it becomes a part of you for a certain degree of time. Um, and looking at it, just like uh, I said before, like look at it like a wild animal. You can literally like look down, see the anger stuck right there on your chest, like a big note that says like angry man or <laughs> something, that they literally just threw right onto you, and you can see, wow, like. I know they caused this, but, you know, sorry, maybe it was intentional or maybe I just need to come to terms with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think these were some really good points. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. I've loved talking to you. It's been a pleasure. Um, I hope you all meditate at home. Me too. Um, and to all of you, if it's a rainy night. That makes me very happy. If it's a boring night, I hope I bored you less. But if I bored you a lot, well, then that's, that's something your fault. You need that's to come to terms fault. with it. You have to come to terms with it. Live with that boredom. Live with that boredom. Exactly. Perfectly spoken. Um, well, regardless, I hope you enjoy your day or night. And come tune in next time for the Rainy Night Radio.